Okay, Maddie, let's go say hi to Coach. Oh, Maddie, wait, Maddie, come back. Where you, Maddie? Come back. Today's process is this: incremental change is lasting change if you can be patient. Sit back, relax. Let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. If you work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Wade Skalski here. For those of you who are trapped in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on paper, on purpose, I am ready to light that lantern with you today. So big day today. We are actually live streaming the recording of the podcast right now on my desktop. Uh, it is uh, lighting my face up like a Roman candle. The webcam is on. I, it's my first time I've ever live streamed anything on the understory lawyer group and uh, really fired up to have that going. We're going to live stream all of the uh, podcasts. We're also going to live stream them on YouTube starting now as well. And as a housekeeping matter, so this is our 123rd episode. I really wanted to wait and see one to make sure that I could actually do all of the 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 podcasts at averaging one a day, 365. We're definitely going to make it. It's not going to be a problem. We're, we're five behind right now, but we're going to use some floating time blocks to fix that. And also maybe a themed day or two to fix that as well. So... So basically, um, yeah, so we're live streaming. We're going on to a different platform. Once I kind of got got it down with the groove of what we're going to do with regards to the podcast to kind of have my method and my madness down, then we can add a platform. So we're going to live stream it every day in the group, uh, which is the Understory Lawyer uh, Facebook group on on Facebook, obviously. Facebook group on Facebook. And we're going to, I don't know if it's going to be a private group. If you have to apply, you'll probably have to go through some screening questions to get into the group, but uh, we're going to work that out. So this live stream is the group's first piece of content. And then we're also going to live stream it on YouTube as well. So the podcast is going to be live streaming on YouTube, live streaming on uh, the Understory Lawyer Facebook group. And then uh, I'm also going to start doing daily posts to Instagram, which is the understorylawyer.com, which I don't know what the Instagram handle is. I will put that in the intros and the outros. And then also I'm going to do, but I'm also going to do about a five to 10 minute live stream in Facebook itself, which will, so I'll probably do it to my Facebook page, my personal page. And then that will then stream to, um, stream to the understory lawyer. So we're going to, we're going to see what's going to happen with that. I got to figure that out later today, but we're going to be streaming in live streaming in three different places. And, uh, but this pod, so this podcast will be streaming again, YouTube understory lawyer. And then I'm going to do a, a, a live stream separate from the podcast every day for five to 10 minutes. Um, and I haven't figured out how I'm going to do that yet or where that's going to go, but I'm going to, I'm going on a hike later today. I'm going to do the Osmanthus trail at first landing state park. And, uh, I close my eyes on that Osmanthus trail. So you would see that on the live stream, but you don't see it when you're just listening to me on the podcast. But so, um, so yeah. And, uh, ooh, one moment. No, nope, not one moment. Someone's calling me and my wife oh, is calling the 757. No, I better not take that because I'm live streaming. Who knows what could happen? All right. So let's get into what we're talking about today. So last night we started our first private swim lesson with Madeline. Now, Madeline, so she's four and she's learning to swim. And if you're going to live in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where you've got 
water everywhere, you should basically make sure that everyone becomes an expert swimmer because the the beach is there obviously 365 days a year and some days they'll put the red flag warning up where it's dangerous surf, there can be rip tides and if your kids are going to go into the ocean ever, uh, my opinion on it is they should be expert swimmers and it should be a part of their life. They're also, because there's so much water here, there's the bay, which is Chesapeake Bay, which comes around the backside, which is a little calmer, but still water. And obviously you've got the pool issue. So yeah, your kids should know how to, I should say this, my kids will know how to swim. You do whatever you want with your kids. That's that's your job. I'm not going to tell you what to do on that. Um, But it's been a long journey with her because she has this really interesting thing where she does not like to get her hair wet or her face wet. So this, it was really strange. Like this, this was started back. I think it started back when we were in Valencia and, um, when we were in Valencia, California and we started her in swim lessons when she was like two, two ish, two ish, early threes. So let me see here. So she just turned four in April. No. So it would have been like two and a half. We started her on swim lessons and we had coach Ty. Now coach Ty, it was a YMCA coach. Uh, we did group lessons at YMCA. There's like six, six or seven couples, couples, six or seven parents with their kids. So you're obviously always with your kid in the water. And Coach Ty was, he had like really long hair and a really long beard. You know, most people who get in the water a lot, they don't, you know, they, they kind of have, I would consider it like normal, kempt hair design. You don't see a lot of long flowing beards in uh, swim instructors, right? And then in the hair, on the guys, you don't see a lot of guys with long hair that are swimmers, like compete in swimming or whatever. Um, Ladies, different story, obviously. Hopefully you don't see a lot of beards on the ladies. I don't know, maybe you do. I don't know, maybe the East German swim team had them. I don't know, whatever. But. In any event, so Coach Ty had this thing where I would, I would, he had a really interesting way of expressing himself. He kind of expresses himself the same way that I do in the podcast, where when I'm thinking, I kind of look up in the air, live stream, you can see it, where I kind of look up in the air and I think through what it is that I'm saying. But he would do that when he was talking to groups like the entire time. And so it was really disconcerting. And he, and, and he would be like, okay, he was kind of like the guy from Office Space would be like, I need you to come in on Sunday, mm, okay. I need you to break up into two groups, okay. I need, the, I need the boy swimmers over here, I need the paddler girl swimmers over here, okay. And then everyone grab, grab a floaty. It was, it was not very awe-inspiring. So anyways, but we, I took, took Madeline to this religiously and at the beginning of the thing, there was this big to-do where they would take a big box that had holes in it, and he would fill it with water, and then he would create a waterfall over you and your child to get them the sensation of getting themselves wet over the top of their head. And for whatever reason, I don't know if this is where the, the Maddie not liking her um, hair getting wet came from, but I think Coach, she didn't like Coach Ty. I think he kind of scared her a little bit. Uh, just his, his mannerism. He's a very nice person, but there's something about him that she just wasn't digging. She wasn't into it. Okay. And then I think also the forced waterfall where I, I didn't I didn't want to force it on her, but Coach, I would kind of hold her away from him. I'm like, she's good. And then Coach Ty would put it over me and we'd show her. And then he would like stealthily like do it, do it over her head and not ask her permission. Right. And so that make her all upset. So that's probably where the not liking her hair came from. I can't blame to- Coach Ty for it though. Maybe it was just something that's just peculiar to her. Any of it. So it's kind of hard to, by the way, this one's for free. It's kind of hard to learn how to swim if you don't like to get your hair or face wet. Let me repeat that one. It's kind of hard to learn how to swim 
if you don't like to get your hair or face wet. So we've always been coming at a handicap with regards to our, our pace with Madeline. And so we, we religiously took her to Coach Ty. Then we got her here and um, we took her to the pool, we took her to the beach. And she never really ever wanted to go in, go in because of the hair and face issue. So then our whole goal for the beginning of this year was we're going to get her into swim lessons. We're going to teach her how to swim so that she can learn how to swim for the summer. And so we started getting into, fe- you know, fe- February, March, right about there. And then the global pandemic hit and nobody was doing jack shit. So there was no way to, there was no lessons to be had, if you will. So we... Um, so we got her, we did get, uh, there was a pool that opened here called Club Brittany that we did go for the whole season. It was awesome. It was like one of the best things that we did. And the, my whole goal was just to get her comfortable around water. And so as the summer went on, whenever we can, sometimes we'd go a couple times a week, she would, she got more and more comfortable because of the repetition, because of the reps. And if, if you ever want to get better at anything yourself, obviously it's the reps. One of the reasons why I waited for 123 episodes for the podcast to go live stream, hello live stream, um, was because I wanted to get enough reps in of a daily podcast so that I wasn't having the live stream, having me being like stopping the recording, you know, getting upset because I can't find my notes, losing my train of thought. Like you can fix all those things if you're not being recorded live or live stream live. But obviously when you're live stream, you don't want to look like a complete idiot. I already sound like a complete idiot sometimes, but I didn't want to look like a complete idiot all the time. So I got enough four months of reps on the um, on the podcast was enough for me to add in the the live stream. And that's where we're starting to add it in for the daily live stream. Now, so back to Madeline in the pool. So I got Madeline in the pool. She was she was as we started to go, she started to be, see a lot of girls her age that were close to her age swimming. Some girls that her age can swim already. And so she saw that. And, and as that she saw that, she started to do more and more into the pool. But it was, it was like incremental. This isn't something where all of a one day she just decided, okay, from nothing, a huge leap, like I'm going to swim. My experience with children is they don't really work like that. Okay. So another example is... Um, well, let me finish the swimming story, and I'll give you another example. Good story, Wade. Good job, Wade. The history of Wade's swimming and incremental change with his children by Wade Skulski. So then as the, the, the rec centers in town started to reopen, one of the rec centers opened up, and we were going to sign her up for lessons. Now, we have been first adopters on everything. So you do whatever you want. I'm not going to judge you. But for us... Our estimation of the social risk to our children, not socializing with other people, far outweighs the medical risks to them or to us. So obviously, look, my mother-in-law is, she's 77? She's 77, quarantining. My dad, my mother, 78, 77, quarantining. My other set of in-laws, I get get two sets of um, in-laws. Papa Joe and Nana, Nana and Papa Joe, uh, some age north of 70, I think, both of them. I'm not quite sure what their ages are. Quarantining. So like, look, it's not like I don't think this is a real problem or a real thing or we're not, the family's not taking it seriously. We're not going around them, okay? But Madeline's only four once and we we are early adopters. So we just signed the first swim lessons that were available at the rec center, I signed her up for it. Now, I hadn't had an experience with a swim instructor for Madeline since coach Ty. So let's just say that I was, my, my expectations were not high. Okay. So we, we roll into, we roll into the rec center. I roll into the, and it's clo- the swimming area. It's weird. It's closed. There's not anybody there really. There's some people doing laps because you can register for laps and any event. So I, um, we roll, I roll in with Madeline and she immediately like, it's a new place. It's huge. It's overwhelming. She doesn't like it. 
because she's she wants to go to the Club Britney pool that we've been going to for a couple months, right? She's like, no. But just little by little, I was like, all right, whatever, you can get in, not get in. And there's only two kids in the class, Madeline and this other kid who was very nice, whose name I can't remember. Um, and so, anyways, so at what happened? What happened was is over the over the the, the lessons. It was just again incremental. So she got the, the she kind of had a meltdown the first time. Part of that probably was because a food issue, because um, the lessons are at five forty five, and we kind of bone the bone the issue with the when dinner was. And, and Madeline's very food sensitive. Like if you don't feed her, same with Luke. I think all kids are. They just if they're not fed properly, they just crash and they freak out. Right. So we messed that up. So that was that was a part of the process though. It wasn't a necessarily oh we shouldn't be doing this. It was oh there's a new factor here five forty five. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we got to do dinner a little bit earlier, etc. And so we roll in there, and as the the let the lessons progressed, I think there were eight lessons, and I think we made seven of them. We did we miss we miss one because I just simply forgot about it, and then there was another one that was got made up because of thunder or whatever. But Madeline kept making changes. Now she still wouldn't get her hair wet, and she still wouldn't get her face wet, but. She did start to do her kicks. She did start to go in the water. We had these little floaty things that she could do, like the, we call the jet ski, where she could lay on it. And she just kept making progress. Now, the, the thing was, is like, and then the, the group lesson stopped, but the coach, this lady was born to work with children and she was born to be in the water. Like she, Coach Robbie, if you're listening right now, you are the best. Like she loves kids she loves madeline they just bond very well and so she just keeps working on and she's and coach robbie is not the she's the opposite of coach ty was like we're going to force this on you and you're going to get used to it she is the coach robbie and this is I've, I've watched it is the queen of incremental moves so like one week we're gonna we're just gonna blow a bubble we're gonna blow a candle like our finger out of the water the next week we're gonna blow bubbles like it and just progression 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 and so we're still we still weren't necessarily there where we wanted to be but i was like coach robbie you're our lady. So like, can we do private lessons? And I didn't know that you could get private lessons with Coach Robbie through the rec center. So I'm like asking Coach Robbie for her cell phone. I'm like, what's your cell phone? We'll set it up. Let's find a pool. She's like, no, 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 no. You can, you can get private lessons with me through the rec center. I was like, even better, right? So we, we set up these private lessons and we show up last night and we walk in and I brought Kristen with me because she had never met Coach Robbie and I brought Luke with me because she, Kristen's a member of the rec center too. So we're going to do like a little family family event about it. And so I'm kind of walking the whole family in. Kristen's like, oh, I haven't been here since I was a kid. This is great. And and uh, Madeline, I'm like, okay, Madeline, let's take mom and Luke to show Coach. And she just runs off. She just sees Coach Robbie in the pool. She runs off. To, first of all, you're not supposed to run on the deck, right? But second of all, she just, nothing. She just ignores me, runs to Coach Robbie. And my perception of the whole thing was that it was going to be kind of like the group lesson where I'm in the pool with Maddie, Coach Robbie is with, is with us in the pool, she tells me what to do, and then I do it with Madeline. That's kind of how the group lessons went, right? But but because it's a one-on-one, Coach Robbie, is, it's not how it goes. Like, you're not in the pool. And Coach Robbie's just literally has got her, is just with her, obviously, because it's got to make sure she doesn't fucking drown, but she's with her the whole time, and she's just doing this class for like 30 minutes, and it was exponential growth. Madeline was getting her face wet. Madeline got like half her hair wet. It was just exponential growth. And the exciting thing about it was Madeline was so happy 
that I I got jealous how happy she was with Coach Robbie, and that's a really good sign on on two different things. One, it shows that hey, I care that my about how my daughter feels about me, and and uh, selfishly I want her just to be just daddy's girl, right? Which is completely unhealthy for for uh, if executed on, right? I don't do that. I have those feelings, and I know that's completely unhealthy. You don't want to do that. You want your daughter to be strong and powerful, attached to her father, but able obviously to uh, enjoy herself with and and other adults and other friends, right? Like. Let's not be the let's not be the version of the edible mother and, and be totally overwhelming and suffocating helicopter parent. Okay, that's one for free too. Uh, but so I got jealous. But the second, so that's one. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not a robot. That's awesome. I got to have those feelings. But number two was uh, she had. She was loving it with coach and swimming with Coach Robbie. She just loved swimming. She was so excited. And that the progression from I don't want to go to swimming because Coach Ty pours stuff in my head and I hate getting my hair and face wet to oh my God, Coach Robbie's the best. I love swimming. And Coach Robbie asking her to do things, her trusting Coach Robbie and her getting her hair wet, getting her face wet, um, all those things is an exponential leap. It's a leverage point. It's a pivot point. It's an exponential leap. And the thing is, is like, look, if you if you think about everything that went into that moment, I think I, I tend to go real abstract on things. So I'm looking at this like 30,000 feet and I was my wife and I were having this conversation afterwards and I was getting a little frustrated with her because like, do you understand what just happened? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. My wife is more along the lines of like she's kind of more logistics, more like, OK, everything's going good. Yeah, it was good. It was check that one off the box. Not that she wasn't happy. She was she was appropriately happy that Madeline was happy. She had perfect amount of happiness, right? But I was extrapolating my happiness to all the areas that it took, the whole kit and caboodle, the whole chimichanga of what it took to get her there. And I and I was experiencing all of that at once. And I was so I was getting frustrated with my wife because she was just processing it differently than I do, which is pretty much everything, which is a fool's errand to try to get your wife to process things the same way that you do. That one also for free. But um, I was so excited because I realized the, the exponential change in that moment. And I know what it took to get Madeline, how many thousands of steps it took to get her from, hey, we're in Valencia, California, we're going to the pool uh, to go see Coach Robbie to that point. There are lots of kids that do that much faster, but it's not a race and it's not a comparison. It's just those kids do that way faster. There are things that Madeline does faster than other kids that just she obliterates them on other things, but swimming is not one of them. So when you're in that situation, it's incremental change is lasting change. Because if you try to force it on them, all right, and this goes for yourself too. If you try to force things, like try to force your workout routine to a new workout routine, go six times a day, six times a week and be perfect, you're gonna not go. Like you're gonna give up, your, your motivation's gonna run out, you're, you're gonna hit the dip like Seth Godin says in the dip, and you're not gonna be willing to push through the push through the resistance. And so, but last night we had an exponential leap. And exponential leaps are exponential because they're not in just one area. I got to be reinforced that we're doing a good job. I got to experience her being jealous of her interacting with another human being in an extremely positive way, right? So I got to have those emotions. Madeline got to got to have the benefit of that swimming is fun, which will be a skill that will that will could literally one day save her life, right? Um, uh, Madeline got to experience trusting an adult that can can teach her and coach her in swimming, right? And so, like these are all these are there, and there's many more. There's like a million different. There's a million different positive impacts to this exponential, exponential experience, um, this peak experience, and there are also unknown ones as unknown ones as well, right? But those only occurred because of all the incremental change up until last night, and they wouldn't, they didn't occur until last night. And here's the lesson, right? Most people, 
underestimate Sorry, most people overestimate the speed of the universe. Let me say that one again for you. Most people overestimate the speed of the universe. But most people also underestimate the leverage points of the universe. See, things happen when they happen. There's a gestational period for when how long things happen, right? It takes nine months to have a, ba- a human baby. It takes um, you know, like a leap year. It takes four years to have a leap year. You know, the seasons takes ninety days per season. Like whatever. Like there's a, anything you pick anything. It doesn't. Everything has an average. Everything has a range. Everything has a natural progression by which it takes. Okay. And there's give obviously with the different elements. But for my daughter. In swimming, there's a natural progression for her to get from I'm going to the pool for the first time to that I like swimming, I trust the person who's teaching me how to swim, and I am willing I am willing to, to do things that I was previously unwilling to do, which is to endure change. That's the thing about kids is that they they don't like change, right? And so they try to keep things the same. And they don't they don't they don't like it when things are not are out of um, out of the schedule, whatever. But but last night I saw my daughter. I saw my daughter endure and overcome change, and that's a and I just realized it. That's a skill that will serve her for life, right? And and the thing is, is that so it's not just oh yeah your daughter's your daughter's learning to swim right oh, okay whatever. That is an underestimation of the leverage point of that moment. Think about all the things I just said to you again to the leverage point leverage points. Daddy realizes it's not a robot. Daddy daddy is reinforced that they're doing something right. Madeline is is thinks swimming is positive. Madeline is able to trust trust a coach and an adult other than her parents, which is a social very important socially for herself and for other people, by the way. Uh, Madeline is able to um, Madeline is able to have something outside outside that's her own thing right like it just was like there's a million of them and so there's a bunch of unknown ones that i don't even know that are just exponential growth from that one pivot that one point uh pivot point that one leverage point and you know incremental change is lasting change is a phrase that came to me that's a that's a way to original i that came to me a long time ago and it just rang true like sometimes you'll sometimes you'll say something you'll discover something in the understory you'll pull order out of the chaos and sometimes it's a sentence and incremental change is lasting change is a true is, is a heuristic it's it's true enough it's not you know whatever you can pick holes in if you want see the podcast yesterday if you're a skeptic right um but but it was just such a glorious it was such a glorious experience for all of that and and it just knowing that that happened i also apply that to the business right because we want to do from the side learning so how does that apply how does that apply from a business well things aren't going necessarily as fast as i want them to go let's just let's just put that out there right like the first live stream is not from some awesome studio that i've spent money on and created it's from my garage bunker okay and um it's we're in a battle right now we're still there's so much of my business that's in the help the help game right now uh, i'm pushing it from the help game to the serve game if you don't know what that is i've talked about it on previous podcasts um by my book right that's uh, it should be available soon and um but i just want it to go faster i want to be serving you know i want to be 90 percent of my my business i want to be in my mission which is i help move entrepreneurs towards their creative power I'm, I'm doing that right now by talking to you. Um, but my value ladder needs to be built out. And I'm still on entry level 
free plus shipping book offer. Free podcast. You know, like the first two parts of my value ladder are free podcast, free plus shipping book. That's where I'm at, right? Those everyone says start at the middle of your value ladder because it's where the margins are bigger. Start with a 997 course. Well, that's not where I'm starting. I disagree with that uh, because a couple different reasons. One is the middle of my value ladder will be much better that I've gone through the started at the at the bottom. Right, started giving value for free, basically. And the lessons that I learn will make that, quote, the course better. And then on the supply side, the service better because I'll, I'll have so dialed in who I'm helping. If I would have started just on my service, right, which is the, the, the first service, the legal service that I'm going to be driving people to is a trust in estates, right? If I would have started just with trust and estates and said, okay, we're going to do some advertising, who are we going to advertise to? I would not have rested on ranger entrepreneurs. What's a ranger entrepreneur? Male married kids optional but preferred employed what's a ranger entrepreneur male married kids optional but preferred employed trapped by their employment or trapped by the business they created or commoditized by the gig economy that's what a ranger entrepreneur is and i'm going to take them from where they are trapped in the understory, in the place of chaos, to a clearing where they have a place to stand and a place to start and restart. And they're not gonna lose their family along the way. And they're not gonna resent their family along the way. And I should say this, they may resent their family along the way, but because sometimes that's a natural human trait Anyone who says, my family supports me at all times and they support me 100% at all moments and I appreciate and I'm grateful for them 100 moments is a fucking liar. Everyone resents everyone at some point. They get upset. This morning, I had a divine interruption with my daughter. I got up at 3.30 again this morning and um, I was cranking to get some stuff done. I was like, I've got to get this stuff done. I've got to get this stuff done. And my daughter wakes up, which is weird because she hasn't been waking up at 3.30 in the morning. You know, she only, I don't know if it's a deep run sleep, but I pay attention to those moments. So I said, okay, so I put her back to bed. Once she went back to sleep, I came back out. And I was like, maybe I should be working on something else. So I did some analysis on, on my working papers and in my head. And I was like, okay, maybe I should be working on this right now. So I went to a second thing I should be working on. Daughter gets up again. It's like, ah. So, and I got pissed. It's like, I'm really trying to get this done. And I'm the guy who coined the phrase divine interruptions, right? Is it inspiration? Is it an investment period or is it impediment, right? Like is, is, is it, is the person, you know, is it time for you to invest in the interruption? Is it time for you to take inner inspiration for the, for the, um, from the interruption or is it, or is the interruption impeding you divinely, right? And the interruption was defeating me, uh, was impeding me divinely. And so I, I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to use this as to really ratchet down again. What should I be working on right now? And I got to the right place and I was like, oh yeah, I should be working on this. Like I choose to have magic in my life. I don't know about you. People are like, oh wait, you're just rationalizing. You're just rationalizing what happens to make it seem like it's divine. Yeah, maybe. Well, on the days that I'm super rational, yeah, of course, but still something that helps me. And on days that I'm feeling very spiritual, I'm like, no, there's magic in the universe. I don't want there to be magic in my life. I don't know what you want. But there's magic in the understory. And there's ma- there was magic last night. You know, you could just be like, oh, she's learned to swim. You can be very rational about it. Just like, whatever. Or you can use it to fuel you. And you can understand that, yeah, things aren't going as fast as I want in my business right now. But guess what? I'm working on the business I want to be working on. 
cough button. I'm working on the business I want to be working on. Are you? Do you know what that means? Do you know that there's something that's called the serve path? Do you know there's something that you're right now, you're in the help trap, but do you know there's something you can turn the help trap into the help game? So I'm not where I want to be, but I know how to help you get a mindset and a skill set and put an environment for yourself to help you get out of the trap that you think that you're in. Because you're not in a trap. I think you were. Feels like it. I've been there. Many times. I've been there three times. I've been I've had three real serious jobs that I fucking hated. And every day in one of those jobs, I experienced negative emotion every day that impacted my body, it impacted my spirituality, it impacted my family, and it impacted the bottom line. I just was like not as good of a productive person as I could have been because I just did I was trapped. I felt trapped. And the cool thing about the universe, though, is that it doesn't move as fast as you want it to. But when it moves, it fucking moves. It you try to lay out this big, long plan. Like, I'm going to do a five year plan and this is where I'm going to be in five years. Fuck your five year plan. You don't you're not smart enough. Nobody is. There's no way for you to be able to have all of the variables for your five year plan. There just isn't. Nobody had global pandemic Except for maybe Bill Gates. Nobody had global pandemic in their plan, right? It's impossible. Nobody has Yellowstone erupting. Nobody has asteroids striking planet. Like there's just there's just too many freaking things out there. You have no idea. So you can you can plan a process though, and you can say this is where we're headed. This is the process that we're going to use to get there, and we future proof ourselves. You cannot future proof yourself with a plan. You can only future proof yourself with a process. I have a process. I'm future-proofed. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm making my place. I'm creating a business to help entrepreneurs move toward those creative power. The entrepreneurs I'm helping are ranger entrepreneurs, which are married men with kids, preferred, but not mandatory, that are employed, commoditized by the gig economy, or in a business they fucking hate. And I'm going to teach them that process. And together, we're all going to grow our businesses that we love in the surf path together. And when we do that, we're going to have daily things that we have to do, which kind of sometimes we, sometimes we would prefer not to do them because sometimes we're lazy, which everyone is. Sometimes we're going to resent our family secretly, which everyone does, including your wife. Your wife resents you. Not a lot, hopefully, but she's a human being. She's allowed to resent you because sometimes you act like a dipshit. But just like you and your wife said that you guys would stand it together no matter what. That doesn't mean that it has to be painful no matter what all the time. So let's try to get those moments down. And the first way that you do that is to teach yourself how to not to present your, present your wife and use those feelings as power. And we'll go. That's a tactic. We'll go into all that other stuff later. But I just I don't want you to I don't want you to feel hopeless because of the time it takes to get out of your situation because there is an endpoint. I promise you. And the universe, when it decides to, will move fast. It will move mountains for you. You just have to prove it. You just have to, you have to, you have to do it enough times that, that um, the universe gives up its secrets. It's like Thomas Edison had to do the light bulb 10,000 times. That's a big, that's a big ask of the universe. I want to change the world. I want to bring light into the dark 
that doesn't involve flame. Never been done before. It's a big ask. So it took a few times before the universe was like, okay, you can have it. What is your, what are you trying to do? Wait, I want to make a billion dollars. All right. Well, it may take some time to do that. Just so you know. Wait, I want to make a hundred grand outside the business that I'm in. I want to, I have a job that I don't like. I'm making $50,000. I want to double my income and have my own business. That doesn't take as long as the light bulb. It just depends. And for you, it's not just business. And maybe there are a lot of other things with your family and your creations and whatever that you got to work through. I don't know. I'm not you. I spent 10 years in a business that I made like five figures on a hazelnut candle in 10 years. That was a long lesson I had to learn, but I had to learn it from me. There's a lot of other stuff going on there. So what I want you to do is I want you to take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a journal, for the love of God, go buy a journal. But for now, take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is I want you to write down speed slash leverage. What do you think about those two words? I have a sneaking suspicion you probably think or wish the universe moved faster and I have a sneaking suspicion that you underestimate the leverage which, which it has when it decides to move. Prove me wrong. Change my mind. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe you don't. So if you think, if you already know that, and you're like, wait, I already knew that. Great. The one thing is that rangers don't ever say is I already know that because it, it discounts an opportunity to learn something new by going deeper. You may know concepts that I talk about, but... The cool thing about the things I talk about is that they all have an infinite depth. The understory is infinite, my friend. It has an infinite depth. So if you choose, everything is a lesson. Even if you've done it, brushing your teeth every day is a lesson. Even if you've done that, like, whatever. How many times a day you're supposed to do that times the number of days you've been alive and minus three when you started brushing your own teeth, whatever. Just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, 
and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.